Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of More Than a Podcast, your place for all things video games and beyond. It's your host James and happy to be back with you guys this Saturday. Um, as always, I'm here to give you guys more of the greatness, so let's get right into it. Uh, before I dig too deep into my agenda, I do want to say, um, you know, there's been a lot of things that have been going on as far as uh, the Western United States. Um, a lot of wildfires have been devastating uh, the Western coast, and it's been um, very challenging to say the least. And so with that, I do want to send thoughts and prayers out to all the first responders, volunteers, and courageous firefighters um, that are out there fighting every day, risking their lives every day um, to give us a safe place to live. So hats off to you. Salute to you. Thank you very much. Um, with that being said, um, you know, it's really hard to transition into, you know, games uh, when you got things that are so devastating, especially when they're happening so close to you. Um, but like most people, you know, you you have tragedies that, you know, you, you kind of have that are present and, you know, you need to kind of get away from it. So you do the things that basically take your mind off of things like that. So um, it basically just comes down to me playing games. That's the way I kind of escape the reality of certain situations. And to be quite honest, you know, it's been really hard for me to play much of anything. I think what I've been, what I've been playing recently um, I've been playing less Switch because I know maybe in the last five episodes when it comes down to what I've been playing, if I've mentioned it, it's probably been something that has to do with the Nintendo Switch because I'm always on the go. And so that's the most ideal circumstance. But things have been changing a bit. And so now it's like, oh, I'm getting more time to play uh, things like uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, which I've played steadily before and I've mentioned on the show numerous times. But you know, um, it's actually quite funny because, um, you know, if you're a fan or if you're of knowledge of Magic the Gathering, you know that there are several different formats. And uh, one of the uh, one of the prevalent, you know, formats is going to be uh, standard. It's just the standard format as titled. And I rarely play that format, if ever. And I don't know, just something kind of uh, just came into my mind to just say, you know what, just. You know, I think what it was was that I felt like I was missing out on something because I was, uh, you know, they gave me my monthly ranking and my monthly ranking stayed bronze. And I'm just like, well, maybe if I put some effort into it, I could please myself by, you know, at the very least getting as high as as my skills will let me. Well, now I'm sitting at platinum third tier and I'm having a ball. You know, it's not the normal format that I'm used to. Um, it's not the normal format that I prefer. I prefer to pr play Brawl um, because, as I've said in other shows, I'm a commander guy. I'm a 100-card commander guy. I like to have one of each card to make a very unique deck with a very strong pilot uh, to uh, get me to victory. And that's the way I've been playing for years and years and years and and. You know, it, it's it's a bit of a transition, but I have to say I caught on quick. Um, I started to find some rhythm and I and the one thing that that is very telltale as far as my characteristic in magic is that I enjoy just making possibilities. And, you know, it's really funny because in any card game, you know, you usually get I, I've I've always had people who have um, looked at my decks and said, 
what does it do? And it's really hard for me to ever describe what a deck does. But at that same rate, it's like I make sure that my deck does several things, which some people can't believe. Like, no, it, it, it can only do one or one thing or the other. Either it's going to be a this type of deck or this type of deck. Or the, and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> you know, like, it, you know, if I if I if I make my deck, you know, effective in multiple ways, doesn't that heighten my chance to win? And I guess if I'm on platinum third tier, that uh, is probably pretty evident. So that's been one game I've been playing a lot of. I recently also started playing um, Astral Chain. And I know, I know, I know. You're probably thinking, Astral Chain, that game came out way ago. And you're right. And that's one of the things I wanted to bring up is uh, backlogs. And I think that backlogs are something that is... uh, consistent with every gamer because as gamers the one thing that we do is we collect and you know you have the actual collectors in games who you know they collect retro games you know get a lot of things for systems from uh from you know other eras in in gaming history but what about the people who are constantly like myself constantly buying the games that are coming out you know every month or every you know couple of weeks like that's something that I've had a problem with for a long time and it's something that honestly I didn't notice was that bad you know like when I was younger I thought it was cool to have you know so many different games but what I slowly began to realize is that I wasn't beating anything you know, short of having like fighting games, which, you know, yeah, you can, you know, you beat the boss once. If you've done it once, you can do it a million times. But, you know, it, it never it never occurred to me that to own Final Fantasy, you know, 10 and Final Fantasy 12 and Rule of Rose and, you know, Fatal Frame 2 and all these different games. And it's like, what exactly am I taking the time to actually complete? You know, especially if I'm, you know, going and getting a fistful of games, which I used to do that a lot. And 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 honestly, I think that's one of the most challenging things to get away from is believing that you need to have more than one game. Because think about it. Think about the way that well, at least the way I grew up. See, the way I grew up uh, around the era of the Nintendo, you know, it was a thing where, you know, my parents would say, you know, here's here's a here's a game. Here's Mike Tyson's punch out. And, you know, I'll get you another game when you beat this game. And that was a standard set, not not set by, you know, the video game companies, by my parents. So, you know, it you know, it became a, a challenge. And that's one of the things that did help me get better in games when I was younger, because it was like, of course, I want another game. So let me, you know, drill through this and see if I can. Do, and, I, and I've never I've never beat Mike Tyson <laughs> you know I've never and it's so funny because even though that's the standard set by a parent to say like when you when you beat this one then I'll give you another one but there was still the default moments in life where you got a game anyway which was your birthday and um you know a holiday you know a Christmas uh for those who celebrate you know so those were defaults so if I didn't beat Mike Tyson all year I was still gonna get Mega Man 2 by (laughs) by you know uh by Christmas so um but but again I mean it was something that you kept you you kept yourself 
in a motion of progression because you had a standard that was set. And, you know, as we all know, Nintendo totally built their games to not be ran through within, you know, a few weeks. You know, they made them insanely hard. Um, they probably told a lot of the people who developed for the system way back when, make your games hard because if you don't, people will beat it and then they will not play anymore. And that's just going to be that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, in, in current days, it's so weird because I have so many games and I've beaten nothing, you know, like I, sp you know, I can, I can, it, it's crazy because I can ser seriously say that I've owned so many different games, but if you ask me the same question, but just replace owning with completing, then I probably wouldn't have much to contribute in a conversation about games completed i i probably in in my entire history of playing games which spans over 10 years um it's like i don't think i've even beaten a handful of games maybe you know may out of all the games i've played over over the decades i've probably only beaten about 10 like absolutely beaten like maybe like 10 you know and if i give myself full credit maybe 15 or 20 but i'm thinking like 10 I just never, I've just never had the ability. I've never beaten the original Super Mario Brothers. That, that that's that's about as honest as I can be. I've never beaten Mario two or three. I've beaten Super Mario because that I don't know what that I don't know. You know what it was about Super Mario? It was those stupid blocks because when I realized that you can fill in those blocks, and, and it would make it would make other levels easier because the blocks were filled in oh man i just i wanted to run through the and i wanted to run through and do that and and just complete every bit of that so i yeah i completely beat the heck out of the game i beat mario 64 because who didn't and um yeah i mean there are some games i've beaten but there are a whole lot i haven't and i don't think that it makes me less of a gamer because i didn't complete anything um, you know, I think a part I think a big part of being a gamer is just being in the experience and in the history of when uh, particular uh, events and things have happened. You know, like everybody remembers where they were when, you know, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog came out because it was like, oh, my goodness, there's something that is competing against Mario Brothers. Um, you know, you know where you were when you played Street Fighter 2 for the first time or when you saw the first fatality in Mortal Kombat. So, you know, there's and and what and again, going back to the whole beating the game thing, I definitely don't consider um beating it beating a boss in a in a fighting game is beating a game. Like I like it, it's not the same. Like that can be done. You know, like that can be done by anybody, but something that something that has like a like an objective of saying like you need to take your character from here um from point A to, to z and you gotta get through all of these different obstacles and objectives and levels and everything's just gonna be so different from here to there and everywhere and we're gonna stack the odds against you and if you can get over the hump boom congratulations haven't done it very much so um but yeah i but you know it's it's just it's been you know it's been interesting because in wanting to get more into the future of games because again i'm not really keen on buying any more playstation 4 games um i'm gonna be very very selective going forward with my switch games because the one thing that's been disheartening 
about honing my switch is that I look at the backlog that I have and I'm just like, why do I keep buying these games? I'm never going to get through any of them, especially if I continue to buy them. So I've, I've thought of a way to buffer that course of action. And that buffer is building a PC. So I figured that I would uh, get on to the journey of building my own PC. And I want to do that for I want to do it for a few reasons. The, the first reason is, is that I, I want to give the fair shot to those who say that PC gaming is far superior than any console uh attempt that can be made no matter what it's just like if you do pc gaming and you build you know build a machine you're always going to be able to have the better experience there and I, w- I want to see that for myself i have never been around a professional um gaming rig i've never built a pc before but They've made, you know, they've made the uh, the effort to do to do that so much easier to understand today than I would have thought 10 years ago. You know, like 10 years ago, if you had asked me about building a computer, I'd have been like, no, because there's just things I don't understand about, you know, electronics and technology that I don't think I'll ever be able to wrap my head around. And I just really love how think i i mean i actually made made my little list yesterday about all the separate components and you know the components in themselves will cost you will effectively cost you whatever you're willing to invest you know in getting your own uh system together but outside of that i mean just just thinking that you you just say okay there's there's about six or seven different components that i need just to make the one ultimate machine for myself like so so here here's here's what here's what you would need if you if you know if you don't know which again i just learned so just bear with me um so you're obviously you're going to need your motherboard okay so the motherboard is going to be the thing that just makes everything tick makes it all go around um you're going to need a processor so your processor most people most people would know what a processor is based on the fact of these uh crazy intel commercials that come on like all the time and yeah but you don't just need an intel processor because there are other companies that make processors uh that can serve the same purpose um you would need some uh you'll need ram you're definitely going to need an encasement you're going to need a power unit and you're also going to need a graphic uh a graphic card and then you're going to need um some memory so those are the things that you're going to need in order to build yourself a pc and again um there's so there's so many different tiers on each of those levels that really have the ability to amplify what it is that you're building so yes there's 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 a there's a low and there's a top tier to all of those different factors and the only thing that you really have to do is is keep keep a track on compatibility because outside of that you just want to make sure that you know this this motherboard 
it's compatible with this type of uh, processor, which is in turn going to be responsive to this uh, graphics card. And, and you know, once you know that everything's kind of fallen in place and everything's going to work together, then you don't really have a problem. So that's the way that you can get around that. Um, I would say that the other thing um, that's really important as far as building a gaming PC is really and, and this is where I'm having the big challenging uh, moment. It's really trying to understand exactly what how, how capable you want your machine to be, because, yes, anybody is going to try or attempt or want to save themselves a penny here or there. But, you know, like I think the important thing is understanding what you know where where is it that you can afford to to uh save money and where is it that you're that it's like really you know it's gonna it's really gonna count that you 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 spend the money because it's gonna make everything worth it now when i was looking at all this stuff you know i told myself straight up i said okay if i you know i'm i'm believing the motherboard i could probably i could probably catch something in the middle it doesn't have to be top of the line. The processor, I'd probably want to get something that is the most efficient um, whilst not also being top of the line. I could probably skate away with getting something that's a little under under the top and still save myself a pretty penny. RAM, I wouldn't think that I need to be the, to be the top of the line. The game case, obviously not. Um, but where I think that the money really counts, where the bread and butter is, is that graphics card. I think that that's going to be the standard. But but again, knowing that knowing that you're going to get a good graphics card is going to be counter to the again, the compatibility of the other components that you add. So, you know, you're going to want to make sure that if you got that top tier graphics card that just cost you twelve hundred bucks, that it's going to have enough compatibility with the places where you tried to save yourself some money. So be cognizant of that so i'm excited to get started like i said i priced out my um my my um my setup and it you know honestly it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit it's gonna be a little bit cheaper than what i would expect to pay if i went and got one of those uh setups at like walmart or something like that and i think well here here's here's the thing it's not even about thinking about it. It's it's what I want to know. And this is what I don't understand, but I'm going to slowly begin to understand is how can I ensure myself that certain games are going to play? Because really and honestly, the, the goal for me to build this uh, PC is that I want to play Cyberpunk 2077. I don't plan to get that on a console. I plan to get that on a PC. And I want to make sure that, you know, when I build this, that that game is going to play. So I got to, you know, I, I still got some researching to do. I still got to find out, you know, um, you know, what's going to be the most efficient way to get a PC built, but also, uh, you know, viable enough to play a game like that, which is expected to move the standard of games going forward. You know, uh, Project CD Red, um, they're a fantastic developer and, you know, they hold nothing back you know, in pushing the envelope. And I'm just expecting that this is definitely going to give me a run for my money. So I may have to put out a little bit more change than I'm, than I'm anticipating, but it'll be all the more worth it. Um, outside of that, one other thing you know, I want to kind of go back because I was talking about magic and I think this is kind of funny. Um, you know, magic, the gathering or 
any competitive game for that matter. Let's not even, you know, uh, put it, you know, put it all on magic. So any competitive game can be challenging, um, you know, and there's, you know, obviously there's ways that we as gamers can become proficient in in competitive games and there's ways that we can be dominated in these same games. So the question that I have is how do you deal with instances of saltiness? Um and 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 I and I don't want to put this on how do you deal with salty gamers because I think that's less than responsible to believe that we and ourselves don't effectively feel a certain way when we lose. Or when we're compromised, you know, like we could be going for a particular rank and there may be someone who comes through and, you know, stops us in our effort to, you know, meet that goal. So what do you do when you're feeling a bit anxious and you you get the salty vibes? So for me, you know, it's it it again, this is just this is where I like it, too, because I think the most competitive game that I play is Magic. And I will say, you know, I get a lot of instances where I get salty. You know, it's not a secret. I don't hide it. I don't pretend that it doesn't happen. Um, it does. Um, a lot of a lot of what I get salty about has genuinely it genuinely has to do with the fact that as a as a magic um, as a Magic the Gathering fan who's been playing for years, it's very, very easy for me to see when people are using let's say uh we call them internet decks so in an internet deck is something that somebody looked up online uh reviewed its effectiveness and then effectively built it so that they could dominate on you know in, in competition and there's nothing that's against any there you know it's not against any law there's nothing that says that a person can't do that but you know like me i'm I'm the kind of person that I enjoy building. I enjoy brainstorming. I enjoy, you know, uh, finding those those methods in myself. And I effectively enjoy, uh, you know, that's the height, the, the height of my enjoyment when I play games like that is when I can, you know, when I can get into situations where I'm playing people who seem to have that same level of characteristics where you can just tell like, oh, this person really just kind of, built this deck to do this one thing and it's pretty awesome even though they just whoop my tail but man when i run into those instances where i run into like internet decks or decks that just are repeating flow it's just it's so bad and and i you know honestly i'll say this this is what i do when i get salty i just turn it off you know it's not because i'm it's not because i'm mad at the person it's because I'm I'm aware of the circumstance and in my awareness, I want to take myself out of that environment in that immediate point and just say, look, I'm I'm not going to subject myself at this very moment to someone who has this Internet deck. Now, I know some of you might be out there thinking, why don't you just beat the deck? Well, that's easier said than done, because for 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 most for most of my experiences that you know I've gone up against an internet deck I usually lose pretty severely um like there's this one deck um 
And uh, it's going to be really hard for me to because I don't because I don't I don't really record the instances that happen, which I should. I'm going to start uh, when I start streaming like full time. But, um, you know, there's this one deck and what it does is it's some kind of prediction deck and it uh, it's all it's mono blue and it allows the person to pull out like half of the deck and put it in their hand and they get to choose cards and you and it's crazy so they get so they get very specific cards and they'll do this they'll do this thing about pulling out of their deck at least two or three times and then there's just one card that they have and it's called like a oracle or something rather and basically it has no gameplay mechanic to it at all there's nothing effective about it as a combat it's just once they get this card they play this card it in some way it formulates a prediction of not having cards in the hand or in the deck and you just lose you just straight lose and i just think it's just the crappiest way to play um <laughs> i mean it's 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 clever if if somebody legitimately thought of that it's clever as all heck it is but to again to see that deck like three or four times it is the worst there's another mono blue deck that I see a lot of and it just really chaps my butt and I just whenever I see it I I will um I will end game immediately. Um and it's this it's oh gosh I can't again I can't get the name of the of, of the deck but anyway anytime you get 4 cuz cuz the deck tells you that you can have any number of this one particular card and in in normal in in a normal flow of playing this game, you could only have four of each card. So there's the first problem there. They can have an endless amount of this one card. So this and then the other mechanic the mechanic in the card is if you tap four of these creatures, then your opponent has to mill you know uh, twelve cards out of their deck. And when you have a sixty card deck, you're gonna be done. You know. In, in a matter of turns, you know, if they take all your card, because you already got seven in your hands, and then all it, all it would effectively have them do is basically just mill you out every single turn um, for the remainder of cards in your deck, minus what you have to pull every time it's your turn. Every time it's your turn, so it's really it's really an annoying deck. Um, I get really upset every time I see it, and the minute I actually see the when their first card comes out and it's that character. Again, I quit. I don't stick around. I think it's the worst card to play, and it makes me super salty, and <laughs> and I just get lost. Um, another thing that makes me really salty, um, and makes me kind of just go and and you know get bonkers, is whenever I whenever I run into to decks that um that have card reveal. Now, card reveal, in my opinion, is a mechanic that I feel like I would challenge Magic or wizards of the coast to just take out of of the format or just the game in general because i just think it's it's like there there's there's no point in any card game in history where looking in somebody's hand should be an advantage like i don't believe in that like that's something i i genuinely don't believe i don't believe that you that anybody should ever i i shouldn't i should not have the ability to say show me your hand so i can just just completely throw you off the rails like the point of building a deck in your own right is to build one that can perform better than the one someone else built genuinely built 
And <laughs> when I when somebody says, oh, I just need to see your hand. It's like, oh, God, like like that. And, and I quit because I because I can't because I can't wrap my mind around that being the factor of how your deck operates. So you're telling me your deck operates to just exploit what I have in my hands whilst looking through them and then and then in turn playing whatever you want doing whatever you want and i just get to sit here and take it not gonna do it so that is another thing that makes me salty and i just like i quit i just get out and i go and it's you know saltiness is a is a it's a it's a big thing to deal with and i think when you know from an internal stance it's something that you really have to just recognize and you just have to recognize the those small nuances and just know when it's time to go you know transitioning this into like let's say a shooter you know if you're going three games in and you you know you haven't um you know maybe you haven't performed a kill or even if you're performing kills maybe you have more deaths that are happening outside of the kills that you're performing then you know maybe it's time to just take a break and reassess and kind of get yourself back into a you know a um, position where you're more dominant or more normal you know in your in your attempt to move forward but I don't know like like again to me it's just like whenever I start to feel like that I just kind of get myself out of that out of that whole train of thought because when you stay there and you're salty like that and you and you're still thinking like it 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 doesn't make anything better it actually makes everything worse Um, it makes it worse so if you're salty, just stop playing for a little bit. Go breathe somewhere. Go eat a cookie. Um, go mow the lawn. Go actually do something that you're responsible for. And just, you know, um, I don't want to say get over it, but yeah, you know, just realize that gaming is not the end of the world and it doesn't define who you are in true life. Nobody at Burger King, when you go to order your Whopper, is going to know that you got railed and freaking you know call of duty like nobody cares so just you know take your saltiness and you know lock it away um oh my goodness some other news some interesting news that has been happening this is total segue is uh uh microsoft has revealed their prices for two different systems yes there's two so uh, we were treated to the Xbox Series X, and this was alongside us learning about the PlayStation 5. Now, the upper hand seemed to be in the corner of of Sony because they had two different systems to cater to their different fans. So they have, you know, the original next generation system that they plan on releasing, and then they had an all digital uh, system that they would release on side of it now sony has still not released a uh, price point for their system but microsoft has gone and taken the upper hand so microsoft recently released information and r- basically just revealed altogether um, that they have another system in the wings and it is the xbox series s so the Xbox Series S is going to be their all digital um, offering in the steps to the newer generation on side of the Series X. And they did one 
they did one uh, more step in giving us their prices and the release date, the launch date. So um, Xbox Series X is going to be $499, so $500. And the Series S is actually going to be $299 or $300. So this is big news, and it's big news for a couple of reasons. One, I believe it's big news because and I, and I've had people tell me online, they said, oh, well, the Series S has always been a thing and it's always been in their hand to reveal at some point or another. But my thought was, why would you spend so much time pushing the X and not pushing the S together with the x just to say hey listen we are giving you choices as well i mean it would have been the smarter thing to do because really i don't care any more or any i mean i i I could care less that they've that they've released information on the Series S right now because you've already put so much attention on the fact that the X is the one that people need to own. So now I feel like and this is just me. This is personally I feel like the reveal of the S is basically them saving face on the fact that that Sony did what they did. I think that they were going to allow the S to sit in holding as long uh, for as long as they were able to ensure that the X was going to sell. They didn't need to release that. They really didn't. But counter to what Sony did, they were like, yo, people are going to have a choice up front over there. Yeah, we got to we got to catch up. We can't let this be a buffer on on people's inability to go and spend five hundred dollars. So my question was always, why didn't they just do this at the very beginning? It would have just saved them so much face. The other thing that I think is really crazy, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't think that there's a good way to do this. I don't really think that there's a, a, an efficient way to do this. You know, somebody has to be first when it comes to things like this. But Microsoft releasing the their price point for the system, their, the next generation systems. I'm I'm somebody who believes that this is going to put them behind the eight ball. And the reason is, is because the general consensus is already it's already stated that more fans believe that Sony has the bigger offering going forward. Like Microsoft, like everything that people are saying about Microsoft, they're saying, OK, what does Microsoft need to do to make sure that that, that this next generation system hits? Well, they need to come out with more stuff under their belt. They got to have more stuff from the first party um, perspective and they got to have more things to show from the partner side they have to show more things that people are not not just chances that they're taking but things that, that are going to gravitate and say look you have to be here because this is why this system rocks there's just not enough for me as a consumer to to go over to, to microsoft and say yep i'm gonna have the experience of my life when Sony had their reveal some months back. I mean, there was so many awesome AAA games that was slapping us upside the head. I mean, why would I not want to get a PS5 if I have the money? Because at least I know that everything I saw, you know, those months back is going to be there. That's the ticket, right? So again, I feel like Microsoft put themselves behind the eight ball because now not only does Sony have the had the ability to show the better um library of of launch time or, or or you know first window games um 
they're going to they're going to be able to adjust their prices accordingly. And, you know, uh, you know, fifty dollars here or there is going to effectively slam them. Now, I don't think that I don't think that Sony's going to be that crazy as far as the price. I honestly believe if I had to predict, I think they're go I think that they'll I think they'll they'll keep their top tier system at four ninety nine. I think it'll also be four ninety nine. And I think they're I think their all digital system if they could if they cut that by 50 bucks which 50 bucks makes a difference for a lot of people a lot of people so if that thing came out at 250 dude let, like it, it's not gonna happen and i know it's not gonna happen i know i'm just talking a bunch of poppycock but but i mean they they can they can effectively find a way to undercut the price that microsoft is going for or they could just go head up I think it would be more beneficial for them to go head up only because I genuinely believe that Sony has the better offering. It's not that I'm saying they have the better system. I'm saying that they have the better offering up front. And I think they know that. I think that going forward, they can come out with the same exact prices for their digital and their premier system. And they're going to and they're going to just have a better showing in November. And it's probably going to come out within a week of uh, with of the uh, Xbox, it'll probably come out within a week, um, you know, or maybe uh, maybe the end of the same week or day and date. If it comes out day and date, that'll be huge. That will be huge. If it came out the same exact day, which I believe they're I believe the launch date for the Microsoft system is November the 10th, I think they said or the 11th or so. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like there there's so many different ways that sony's going to be able to um direct this narrative so i don't know i guess we're just kind of looking and waiting and seeing exactly what's going to happen so yeah i mean it's video games what else can you do well that's going to do it for the show hopefully i was uh informative in some ways talking about how salty i get talking about my potential pc which i will have more about that in the future as it comes along um <laughs> the way that it's going to come along i'll probably have like one one component every week because because but because buying parts for a pc is freaking expensive so yes i'm probably going to end up taking my time i only have one job so yeah and a lot of responsibilities but anyway short of that uh hopefully again you guys took something away from this really enjoy coming around and you know talking that thing with you if uh, you guys are ever on Twitter, I'm also there. You guys can hit me up at more TA podcast. That's uh, more TA podcast on the Twitter. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. I keep hoping I keep saying that. I know you guys enjoy yourself because if you didn't, you know, if you listen, then you're enjoying yourself, right? All right. So for those of you who have enjoyed yourself, take care of yourself and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.